throughout my sermon last night after watching this video, and uh, I was like, I can't, I can't beat that, so we're just going to pray and go home, all right? <laughs> no. um, well, happy Father's Day to everyone, and um, you know, I always, I always love Father's Day and Mother's Day and Independence Day and Memorial Day and Christmas, Thanksgiving, things like that, because um, it is a good time to pause and think and re- reflect and, and all those things, and just, you know. Uh, you know, one, one kid was asked one time how you define Father's Day, and he said, it's just like Mother's Day, only you don't have to spend as much money. And so uh, sometimes that's true, right? I think, I think I heard something on the radio about the, the uh, difference this week between what's spent at Mother's Day and what's spent at Father's Day, and it's, it's definitely much less in regards to that. But, you know, like any holiday, I also know it's not an easy holiday because some people didn't have a good relationship with their father, maybe still don't have a good relationship with their father, or didn't have a father, or their father's passed away, and, and they just remember those memories and, and so forth. And so, you know, what do we do a lot of times in situations like that is we just grin and bear it. You know, we just put on a good face and, and move forward. And uh, maybe some people skip church, avoid social gatherings. They smile their way through it and, and all that. But, you know, I just want to encourage us all, whether we had a good father or not a good father, whether our father's with us or not, whether we have a relationship or not, is we do have a father in heaven. Um, and and it's, that's cheesy in some ways, I know, but it's true, is we do have a father in heaven who looks down upon us, who loves us, who cares for us, who is a perfect father. And so let's just hold to that. Um, as I said, I like Father's Day because um, just like Mother's Day, just like any of these days, it's, it's good to reflect upon special people in our life, but also to reflect upon qualities of God. And so, um, you know, Psalm 103, verse 13, it says, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And so, I'm just so glad that God has compassion upon us, upon his children. This is a father should have compassion upon his, his children as well. And so, you know, as we look, and I don't have a lot to share, I just really want to kind of hit four little things here this morning, encourage us, challenge us among these four things. But... Um, you know, children and adults speak different language. And that's some of what that video was, was showing in some ways is, hey, you don't have to air condition the whole neighborhood. You know, it's like, hey, we're, we're having to pay bills, you know, as adults. And, you know, with all that cold air is going out. And that means the air conditioner is going to kick on. And kids are just like, hey, I just want to open the door and have some fun and smell the, the good fresh air and so forth. But I found a few this morning kind of code words that even though they're said the same thing, they kind of have di- different meanings. It says, you know, I can't finish my dessert. Well, the meaning of this, if a child says, I can't finish my dessert, there's code that's in it. It says, your child is definitely sick and should be taken to the doctor, ASAP. <laughs> because we have, especially uh, Addie, who, who is not here this morning, uh, a lot of times she's like, I'm full. You know, she'll eat three bites of macaroni, which is her favorite. She's like, I'm full. I can't eat anymore. We're like, okay, well, it's going to stay there on the table and, and you can eat it later. And then two minutes later, it's like, can I have a, a treat? Can I have a dessert? And I'm like, if you have room in your stomach for a treat, you definitely can eat some more macaroni. So eat three more bites, and she'll eat three more little pieces of pasta and then move on from there. But another one is, I didn't do it. In translation, that means it hasn't been proven that I did do it. (laughs) I don't know. I get this a lot from the boys. I don't know. Translation is, if you ask the right questions, I'll tell you. But I'm not volunteering any information, and I'm not saying anything I don't have to. So, do you have a girlfriend? I don't know. You know, it's just like, how'd you do on the test? I don't know. You know, they have power school now. 
You know, and so uh, you can always tell. I always ask, just like, how'd you do on the test? I don't know. I'm like, well, I know. <laughs> but usually he'll tell me. Mom said it was okay. Transla- translation, or uh, yeah, translation is, I asked mom because I knew you would say no, <laughs> which is so true, right? Playing the parents off of each other. And so, you know, a lot of times when we look in our relationship with, with God the Father, you know, it's affected by our earthly relationships with other people, but especially with our earthly father. So if we had a hard father, we think God's hard. Um, if we had a father who was disconnected, we think God may be disconnected in some ways. If we had a father whose love we felt like we had to earn, then a lot of times we feel like we have to act the same way with God and earn his love. But God speaks a different language. You know, the world tells us these things, you know, that you've got to earn this and nothing's for free. But, but with God... He speaks the language of mercy, of grace, of compassion, and of love. And he offers us into that relationship, which we know. I don't think anyone in this room is not aware of that. So this morning is a lot of just a reminder to talk to everyone, but especially to fathers, especially to men. I just want to encourage us and that we would honor uh, the fathers in our life, but we'd also honor our Heavenly Father. Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9, it says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I have given you, I give you today, are to be on your hearts. Impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates." And then Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4 says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. It said, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And so those two scriptures, I just want to encourage you this morning, all of us, that we're to love the Lord God with everything. And that's my first point. Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, strength, and minds. And it's true for all of us that we are to love God, to fall in love with Him. There's no dancing around the idea that We've got to be men and women who pursue God with each and everything. But there's a lot of distractions in the world. There's a lot of things that vie for our attention, whether it's social media, whether it's the World Cup that might be on now, whether it's, you know, fixing food or, or your job, all these things. And then, you know, as men, look, we fall in love with women. And there's a pursuit that we have when we pursue a, a young lady. I remember pursuing Carrie in college, and uh, you know, wasn't looking for for a girlfriend at the time or anything. And then we just kind of got put in the same bowling lane um, on this retreat, and then the rest was kind of history. And it was interesting because we kind of knew each other's schedule, but we didn't know each other's schedule. And I was like, "Oh, I know she's coming out of this classroom kind of at this time. Maybe she'll be at this part of the library, or this part of campus, and you know, just kind of take a chance." Oh, there she is. You know, the Lord's kind of leading us together. Or, or hey. She knew I was going to the gym at a certain time, and all of a sudden she was in the gym. And so, you know, we pursue people, a lot of times relationships, and we need to pursue God with the same. We pursue food. We pursue video games. There's a whole craze going across the world now called the Fortnite craze. And I don't know if you know Fortnite or not, but uh, if you don't look it up, it is this, you know, Hunger Games on a video game type thing, and the kids just play it all the time. And some dads play it every now and then, I hear, from time to time. But uh, that's just, you know, to relate. You know, we spend time shooting, shooting the breeze or playing sports or pursuing sports. And it's time that we invest with all of this other stuff. We should also be using the same time to invest in God and our relationship with Him. Our, our goal is that we should fall in love with God our Father. Um, and we should cultivate that relationship no matter what it takes. It means getting up earlier. It means cutting something out. 
we talked about fasting. Um, I can't remember who asked about fasting this week at our table. Maybe Ella was asking about fasting. It was. And see, we were talking about Ramadan. And, uh, you know, we're in the middle of Ramadan and, and the fasting. And um, Nazareth Bread Company has this big buffet. And, and, you know, people go at like 8 o'clock. And, you know, they're, they're ready to go fighting, you know, to get the food, to break the fast. And, and it came up the question, well, why, why do Muslims fast? Why do Christians fast? What's the purpose of that? And we started talking about the idea of fasting, that you're giving up something in order to pursue God more or to hear his voice and all these things. And so, you know, at times it's, it's something that we have to do. We don't always fast as a regular habit, but there are things in our lives, maybe if we just pause for a second, we say, okay, what's distracting me? What's taking my time away? Maybe it's my phone. Maybe I don't need to pick up my phone for the first 30 minutes when I get up in order to read my Bible and to pray and pursue God. Maybe I need to turn the TV off. Maybe I need to do this or to do that in order to, to pursue God so that we love Him with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind. Number two is this, obedience. You know, God wants us to walk in obedience. You know, if I, if I saw my dad breaking the law by speeding or by taking something from the store, you know, next time I went, well, not next time I went speeding or driving, maybe, you know, maybe driving, maybe I would speed as well. Maybe I would take something from the store. Now, we have this funny story in my family. We're in Washington, D.C., and I have a younger sister, but she wasn't born yet, so really grew up in a family of four, my mom and dad, my older sister, and myself. Now, my mom denies this, but I remember us being in D.C., and, and it was around Ar- Arlington Cemetery. There's, there's this roundabout, I believe, and somehow we, my dad had to get over in order to get out of this roundabout and go back into D.C., and um, this taxi, my dad was starting to get over, and this taxi driver kind of cut us off, and I remember, and, and, and this is my sister and I, this is our story. My mom denies this, but I'm putting it out there in public, and it's going to be recorded so, so everyone will know that all of a sudden, her hand went up like this, and then there was a finger that elevated. Not this finger, but another finger elevated up. And I remember just looking at my sister, and it was almost like in cue. We both just did the same thing. Like, if, if my mom's doing it, we got your back, Mom, and we're, we're with you. Now, my mom says it's my dad that did it, and that we follow pursuit that way. But my little sister and my niece are about the same age. They've got some stories on my mom, very similar situations. So we think, you know, there's patterns that follow within that. So what am I saying in all this? Oh, yes, the power of modeling, right? The, the obedience that is, that is there, you know, um, the Lord gives us his word in order to follow his word. And as we read his word and we pursue those things, then, then we're going to be doing the right thing. If I spend time in prayer, if I spend time reading my word, if I spend time serving, if I spend time saying, Lord, transform me, change my heart to love those people that are hard to love, most of the time he's going to put you in that situation. We, we had a yard sale with our neighbor yesterday, and, and she's from Minnesota, and she said, man, I used to have all this road rage, you know, because people drive crazy in the South. I'm like, if people drive crazy in the South, they didn't drive in Minnesota, you know, just wide out in the snow, right? And she's like, you know, I just, I've just prayed for many years, Lord, just teach me to be patient and gentle. And he said, and she said, you know, he always gives me 10 opportunities just to blow my top when I'm driving from here to food line, which is like a mile and a half. <laughs> said, I guess the Lord's teaching me patience. And, you know, so, so when we're willing to kind of open ourselves up like that, then, then he does. You know, Jesus said to us that he was obedient to what the Father was, or what he only did what the Father, what he saw the Father doing. And so with us, we, we're obedient to the Word of God when we're in the Word. 
Number three, I just want to encourage us to train and instruct others in formal and informal ways, especially men and fathers. You know, we, we have such power um, over our kids. I, I mean, moms do too. I'm not, I'm not diminishing that. But I just think we, we have such power over our kids because um, it's just a, di- a different side sometimes. We, we talk about godliness then our kids are going to listen. We talk about sports, they're going to listen. We talk about food, they're going to, you know, the things we talk about a lot of times, they're going to pursue as well. So we we display God's goodness. We impress these things upon our kids. You know, especially as, you know, we're all stepping out of the boat in different ways. The way that we step out of the boat, the way we pursue God to hear His voice, the way we include them into things, that decisions and stuff many times, it impresses and it trains them. And I want to tell a story about Nathan that he doesn't necessarily will appreciate too much. But uh, we had a little phone issue um, three or four weeks ago. And, and so I took his phone away. And I was going to take it away for like a week or two or three or something like that. It was the last week of school, right? And, and, and they're going to all these fun places. And, and you know, a lot of the kids aren't coming back to Cornerstone. They're going to different high schools. And so I know you want to take pictures and stuff like that. And so I just put it on him. I said, all right, what should your punishment be? And so, you know, that go back to I don't know. You know, I don't want to give too much information because I don't want to say three days because dad may take that. And really, he was only thinking one day, all that. So, <laughs> so we had this thing that, all right, you tell me what your punishment's going to be. And so we, we had this little discussion and, and I guess compromise in, in those ways. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, instead of just saying, hey, seven days, because, I mean, I was ready for seven days or 10 days or something like that. We had, we had a discussion, and in that, I think there's a, a formal and informal way of learning to, to, to lead and, and to know what God's heart is and so forth. And I believe God does that with us many times as well. That many times, He, he gives us His Word, and, and He tells us, okay, here's my Word. Are you going to put it into action? The training, the instruction I've given you, are you going to walk out this forward in your life? And others are watching. We never know who's watching. There's always people watching around us. Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, Teach a youth about the way he should go. And even when he's old, he will not depart from it. So true, I believe. Verse, or number four, just what I want to say is honor your family and others, you know, especially your children. We all should be honoring people. We've, we talked about this almost a year ago, I believe, just the, the power of honoring others. And we've really lost this in culture. And, 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 and I'm not against social media, but, you know, social media, it's easy to put stuff out there and not have to face the consequences of that because you're kind of hidden in some ways. Yes, you can get comments back and you can delete the person and all that. But a lot of times we say stuff that is just very reactive and, and we're not always honored. We've kind of lost this whole concept of just honoring people. Not just elders or something or people older than us, but just honoring all people. I think as fathers, we should be honoring our children and, and, and just reminding our children of, of where God has called them, all the great things that they're doing and, and, and even you know, as we correct them as well. You know, Romans 12.10 says this, Show family affection to one another with brotherly love. Outdo one another in showing honor. He almost gives this competitive uh, appeal to it is outdo someone else in terms of, of, you know, showing honor. In our house, since school's out, the girls are at an age where they they really want to um, one-up the other, I guess you could say, in terms of proving a lot to to each other. And so we've we've had an interesting week of them just kind of being at each other's throats in, in some ways. 
And so I was talking to Elle a couple times this week, and then uh, later I was like, you know, she's done some really good things as well. And so, you know, one thing I've noticed her doing over like the last couple months is when we ask her to do something, she'll say, yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. I'm like, man, you know, and I've really kind of picked up on that, but I haven't really noticed or uh, acknowledged that in her. And so I told her, I said, hey, you know, I, I understand, you know, a lot of times, or I understand, I hear you saying yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. I really like it when you do that. And man, the countenance on her face just began, that smile began to come like, ah, you know, honoring her. You know, one night we were sitting, Nathan was out of town, so his chair was open. And so the girls were kind of having a lottery over it. They're like, you know, paper, rock, scissors. And Addie comes, can I sit in the chair tonight? And I could see it in Ella's face. Like she really, really wanted to sit in that chair. And she said, yes, you can go ahead. And then the next night she came and asked, can I sit in the chair now? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I told her, I said, hey, you didn't make a big deal about it as you would have in the past. You said you defer to your sister. There's a lot of ways we can honor people, especially children. A lot of times we don't honor them or people, peers, and so forth. And so, you know, just as the scripture says, outdo in showing honor with others. And we talked about this, you know, a year ago, just honoring people. And so I just encourage you to continue to honor people. And so here's my challenge, very short and simple in a lot of ways, is get into the Word, pray. Love the Lord God with everything. Whatever you need to do, love Him. Whatever you need to cut out, cut those things out. Whatever you need to put in, put them in. What areas do you need to be more obedient or have you been kind of like, eh, I know the Lord wants me to do it, but do I really have to? You've been hemming and hawing about it. Be obedient. Know that as, as you walk in your faith that you have a responsibility to train and instruct. We're all spiritual moms and dads over people. And we, have an, we have a responsibility to train and instruct others. And fourth, who do you need to honor? And here's where I would just really challenge us is, who do you need to honor? What if we honored one person per day over the next week? What would that look like? It means we get our focus off ourselves, right? And we begin to kind of engage with people and, and, and love people in, in, in greater ways. You know, we, we may do that within our family, but even with strangers, you know, a lot of times. You know, we were, we were at Wet n' Wild, um, when was we at Wet n' Wild? Friday. And uh, I was talking to one of the lifeguards, just kind of, she was uh, kind of guarding a pool that was closed, and, and she said, yeah, there's been maintenance. And I'm like, what does maintenance really mean? Because in the kitty section, there was maintenance going on because there was a, a child had done something they weren't supposed to do in the pool necessarily. And I was thinking, you know, what does maintenance really mean? And she's like, you know, so we're having this little fun banter conversation going back and forth. And, uh, and walking away, I said, hey, thanks for all you do. And, you know, I don't know why I said it. I wasn't even planned. And uh, she just kind of looked at me. And she never responded, but she just kind of looked at me like, man, that was weird. That was strange because people don't hear that a lot. And I believe that opens up so much for us to begin to show the Lord to so many other people. And really, that's what we're called to do. As fathers, as men, as mothers, as women, as followers of Christ, whoever, whatever category we fall into, that's really what we're supposed to do. And so I just want to encourage you along those lines. Let me just close this in prayer this morning. Lord, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you so much for what you're doing in our lives Lord, I thank you that you are our Father. And Lord, we thank you that you are compassionate upon us. Lord, we, we thank you for what you've instructed us to do, that we would love you with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and all of our strength, Lord. I thank you, Father, that you've asked us to impress these upon others, 
children, spiritual children, those around us, Lord. I pray that just as Deuteronomy said, that when we sit around at home, that we'll talk about you. When we're walking along the road, that we'll talk about you. When we're lying down, help us talk about you in our sleep, Lord. When we get up, may the first things out of our mouth be a praise unto you, Lord. Lord, may we tie these upon our hands. May we write them upon the doorposts of our homes and and, uh, cubicles and office spaces and wherever it may be, Lord. May we bind them upon our foreheads. Lord, may, may people know that you are the Lord over our life, Father. Lord, help us to walk in full obedience. Lord, if there's things that are there within our hearts, just remove those and and put more of you inside of us, Lord. Lord, help us to train and instruct others. And Father, help us to honor those around us, Lord. Lord, those that we may need to honor, let's honor them, Lord. Lord, those that, that just need to hear a word, whether we're in Home Depot or Walmart or we're at work or walking through the neighborhood, Lord, let us just be men and women who honor others. And let us honor each other as well. And we just love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We are dismissed.